Welcome back. It's the Tim and Jennifer podcast. And we're, I say, it's, that's the podcast. Actually, it's called the Everyday, everyday Matters, Matters podcast, podcast because every day does matter and we deal with everyday matters, matters <laughs> issues of our lives. We've been in a uh, series through this about our emotions and today we're talking about depression and I want to begin with a definition to set the stage of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, def- uh, depression is a depressed, oh wait a second, depression is the act, <laughs> I'm sorry I was reading the wrong thing, uh, depression is the act of depressing feelings of sadness, gloom, dejection, or downcast. I love the first part of that definition. It's the act of depressing. So something, when something is depressed, it's pushed down. Um, it's when something heavy is on us, I mean a physical object, it depresses mm-hmm. that. It pushes it down. And we know that we've been pushed down, our emotions or our, our feelings about life, how we see ourselves, that we've been pushed down because the weight of Uh, issues in our world when we have these feelings of sadness and gloom that we feel like we've been dejected dejected, and it causes us to feel downcast that we feel down. Um, A depressed, in our depression it is a sunken place and it's lower, this is another definition, it's a sunken place, it's lower than uh, the surroundings around us. So you can like a, a road. A road is level, and if there's something heavy put on the road and it stays there a long time, it depresses that part of the road. So it's lower than the rest of the road. Uh, when we look at that about life, there's a, a healthy state of our emotions, that mm-hmm. this is the normal state of our emotions. When we have weight on our life, we sink below the normal. That's why you hear people. They have highs and they have lows, Mm -hmm. and that's you're down below the regular level. And to depress is also this is to lower in force, vigor, or activity. It's to weaken, make dull, to lower in the amount of value. And when we look at that, it goes along with what I've just been talking about. It's to lower in force. So what that means is force is energy. And it's the force of my influence, my ability uh, to influence other people. The vigor is the excitement that I have in my life. So I'm not uh, feeling, you know, this high energy level in my life. So no energy, no excitement. Right. And then the activity part is that we aren't active. And you hear hear that and know that about a lot of people depressed. They just don't, they don't exercise. They don't, they really don't do a lot. And it makes you feel dull. It makes you feel like you don't have any energy. And many times we feel that way because we just feel like we don't have any value and we don't want to, you know, do anything in our life because we've been pressed down. Gives a good, I guess, picture of what depression is. And what we know is that God created us to be able to. He created us with emotions, but He created us in a way to deal with our emotions. Uh, he, physically, He created us that way. That's why we've been talking so much. Every week, we've been learning this, that to be able to have healthy emotions, we have to rewire our minds, to rewire our brains, because what we think affects 
how we feel. Mm -hmm. Remember what we think affects how we feel and then our feelings, our emotions affect our activity, affect what we do with our life. So it all gets back to our mind. You, you uh, know a lot about this topic of how God created our mind, how God created our brain and wired us in a way to be healthy emotionally, but also to experience healing when we don't have healthy emotions. So why don't you talk about that? Well, with depression, I think it's it's one of those uh, mental health issues that most of us know a lot about. I, I would say that everybody has been uh, at one point in their life pressed down by a circumstance or um, something they're going through or another person, those kinds of things. So we've all been in those situations where we've been pressed down and our energy level is lowered and our excitement about life is low and you know we have a, a, a hard time um, getting up in the morning, finding motivation, all of those things. And so um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And like you said, it has to do with, um, you know, what you think, what you believe and think creates how we, how we feel. And then that leads to our, our actions. And um, for, Depression is one of those things that we know a lot about as far as things that would help somebody who's depressed. There's a lot of information out there about things that you can do to help you with your depression. Um, you know, we know that walking and exercise, being around people, uh, going about your routine, um, talking, therapy, all of those things can be very effective for depression. And uh, those things are, are, are very common, but yet it's still a struggle and there's still a lot of people out there that are, uh, you know, that struggle with, with depression. Have you ever had um, one of those moments where you know what you should do, like you know the right thing, uh, and but you don't feel like doing the right thing, and um, you you actually watch yourself making a terrible choice it's or like eating. Like, yeah, I know. Like you're on a diet, and you know that you shouldn't eat that food because mm -hmm. you're on a diet, and you eat the food, and you just or just watching yourself eat the food and right. realize this is not healthy for me. Right, right. and it, it's almost like you are. You're watching yourself doing, you're, you're in one part of your mind. It's, you're talking to yourself and saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You're I blame gonna... this on you because, no, I'm, when I'm trying to diet, you're such an amazing cook and then you make this food. It's so awesome and I see that food. It's like I can't. I have to eat the food. <laughs> and it's like, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. So oh, is that what no, it is? No, that's not yeah. what it is at all. It's not that I don't want to hurt your feelings because it just looks so great. It's awesome. You're such a great cook. But that's what you do. Right. I mean, you, I know I shouldn't be eating it and or as much of it 
Right. It's really quantity. And this isn't a diet thing. Go ahead. <laughs> right. You were talking so about. You, you know what to do. You have the knowledge, but you don't actually end up doing what you know that you need to do. So there's three main parts of the brain. One is that fear center. We talked about that when we talked about anxiety and some of those things. Um, and then you have an emotional center. Uh, and then you have the thinking part of your brain, that prefrontal cortex, the, the place where you know that you should do. Well, you know what you should do, but the other two parts of the brain are the thing that actually uh, help you do what you know you should do. The, the problem is oftentimes those things aren't connected. So you got the prefrontal. Yeah, cortex. <laughs> and that does. That's what you where you know stuff. And then the other two parts are. The other two parts are that emotional center. Does that have a name? Um, the emotional center. It's, the emotional center. <laughs> um, it's all part of the limbic system, but, okay. but part of that yeah, is the you know the yeah. emotions that we experience, and and then that fear fight or flight center. So, the the fight or flight center, the the fear center. The question that that part of your brain is constantly asking is, am I safe? Am I safe? If the brain is, is if the, the question is, yes, you are safe, and something fearful happens, uh, uh, something comes up and, and it, it's, it's causing you fear, and you, but you know you're safe, you feel connected and, and you know that you're safe, um, you have resources and things like that, so you know that you're you're safe, but you're still afraid. You can connect with the part of your brain that knows stuff, and then find strategies to deal with the fear. And and so, but if you're not well connected, if you okay, don't but, know that you're safe, so say that again. <laughs> so I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I can connect to another part. You can connect to you if you're that afraid. Has strategies, so I need yes. to start thinking with the thinking part of my right. brain to think right. of what, what I, can I need do to do in this terrifying in situation. situation. Yes. Okay. So if a terrifying situation happens to you and you and you don't feel safe, like you can be afraid and still be still feel safe yeah. um, because you have connections and resources and people. But if you don't feel safe, then if you it's don't feel safe then you are not connected to the part of your brain that knows stuff so that can get, help yes that can give you strategies so you you get anxious the emotional side of your brain the part where when things don't go the way i expected when things don't go as planned when things are upsetting disappointing frustrating um those things happen to us and so we experience upset in our emotions and that part of the brain, the question is, am I loved? And if you mm, feel loved and you, you know, this is an upsetting situation, but I, I, I feel this sense of love and belonging and, and especially with the people that I'm dealing with in this upset situation, then... That's pushing down on Yes. You. Then I can connect to what I know, that frontal frontal lobe where I have strategies, where I have things that can help me, where I can, So give you know, us some examples part. of that. Okay, so examples of that would be, um, 
okay, let's say in your childhood, um, my dad had a very short temper. And you, you know, you never knew when it was gonna, you know, when you were gonna experience that temper, but, um, you know, you would mess up, you would do something wrong, and my dad would explode with anger. Right. And I told myself as a child, when I get to be a parent, I'm never gonna do that because I, I hated that about my dad. Right. Um, especially the part where sometimes it was very unpredictable. And so, but when I became a, a parent, well, and things were upsetting, and um, then what did I do? I do, you know, I would yell at my kids. I would get angry like that, just like my dad would do. Well, and I knew not, that I didn't want to be that way. It's not exactly like your dad would do. Well, not exactly. I mean, when you yeah, say yeah. yelling, you're yelling and. I mean, when I think about yelling, it's like screaming at people. You well, really, yeah, you no, I, I mean, my that. dad put his fist through the door one time, so I don't, I don't do that. But yeah. did you, you throw know. a biscuit at somebody? No, you didn't throw a biscuit. Somebody that was, else threw a biscuit. That was my mom. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it sounds like I have very angry parents. No, you don't. But, they're, you know, they're wonderful, anyway, wonderful parents. So those I mean, we are, deal with different issues, right, and yeah. that's. Those are we the, lose it sometimes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Those are the things that are. You know, sorry means there'll be yeah, a change, change in behavior. behavior. So I'm really not sorry. Sorry, no, you're because not. Because I would do you're the exact same, same thing, thing again. again. Yes. All right. So, so we're dealing with strategies to deal with. Right. That. Okay. So I got in that this. emotional in that emotional state, you, you that's the that's where you go back to patterns of your childhood. Okay. You know, things are upset. I'm going to handle my upset emotions the same way my parents did because that's what you learned. That's but what's if, been modeled. Right. But if you are, if you feel loved, you know, safe, loved, like I know that I'm loved, then you can connect to the part of your brain that knows stuff, the part of your brain that can say, look, you know, this isn't the end of the world. Um, this is how you can handle this or, or, you might want to take somebody else's perspective in this situation or all those areas that you have strategies. So it's the same thing with depression. Is, is that have something to do with value? Because if, like if, if something happens and it makes, and I'm relying on that to feel good about myself and it doesn't happen, then I get angry because of it because it's affecting my value. But yes. if something happens to me and I'm not getting my value for from that, whatever it is, mm -hmm. lose money, lose you know whatever it is. If I'm getting my value from somewhere else, from relationships, loving relationships, then me losing that or experience the pressure of mm -hmm. that doesn't make me angry. It right. doesn't make me depressed because, because you can think rationally. If you're connected to your frontal lobe. That's where you think rationally. The rational part that says, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you, you lost this thing, but guess what? My You're still loved. Yeah. Yes, my life's your life not is that. not it's about not that. And so if we, are, if we are not connected with our frontal lobe, the frontal lobe is the, so is the thinking part. That, right, yes, right. is the part that has the knowledge, the information. And, and the people way don't it, take advantage yes. of that information right and sometimes they don't take advantage of that information because they can't 
because they've, they are disconnected from that, that frontal lobe. So the frontal lobe is the thing that says, I know what I need to do. I know what I should do. I'm rational. I can think through this whole situation. So why would it not be connected? It's not connected if those two questions aren't answered. Your emotional center is disconnected from your frontal lobe. So when you with, keep saying frontal lobe. Yeah, the, think, the knowing part, okay. the thinking part. So it's the knowing part. Yes, the knowing part. So my emotions are disconnected from my knowing and thinking part. Yes. So then all you have when you get upset is the pattern of your parents or the pattern that you right. saw and more than likely that you know probably wasn't great so you need a different you need pattern. to be connected to your knowing thinking. part of your brain the thinking part of your brain so i need a different pattern i need a different example yeah so like follow. okay go back to the food thing so i know i should not eat that pan full of brownies i know that and the thinking part of my brain is like... They're so good. Though. I know. Jennifer, you should not eat the pan full of brownies. Or, well, okay, if you're going to eat a brownie, you're going to eat brownies. Just have one brownie, not the entire pan. Um, so that's the thinking part of my brain. But, but I'm eating these brownies because I'm, I'm upset. Things did not go my way. I'm, you know, and my expectations weren't met and my value has been challenged and you know this thing has happened to me so some people eat because yes. of, of negative experiences yes of, yeah and they do it because to get pleasure yeah they do it to relieve that emotional upset you know so this because, tastes good that right. that tasted bad yeah that it, that thing that happened tasted bad yeah. so I'm gonna replace that with something that tastes good yes to calm my emotions and the thing so is that's why a lot of people struggle with weight when yes, they get depressed. it will calm your emotions um, when you when you eat those things it will calm your emotions but there's gonna be remorse and regret and you know a sick feeling that replaces it that so it's temporary a, it's kind of a cycle isn't it? it is a cycle something bad happens to relieve that I'm going to do something that that's not going to help that's, me, but tastes good to me. Something tastes bad. Right. I'm going to do something that tastes good, but then I start feeling bad right. about and then I'm back, what right. I just okay. did. But here's the thing to eat. I know that I shouldn't do it. Right. I know that it's going to be this terrible cycle. I know that it's not going to work for me. So why is it that I do this thing that I know is not good for me? I because think that's the importance of the stop therapy. I mean, you have to keep. Yeah, you have stop it, therapy gets your attention. It gets your well. You have something has to get your like the brownie. It's like whoa. Yes. Stop. I had to say to myself, stop, because we're programmed with your stop. Something dangerous is on the horizon. I had to program myself to stop and think before I eat or whatever. And even when you stop and think, you still may have this internal argument with yourself. So why is it that I can't do what I know I need to do? Because the emotional part of your brain is not really connected with the knowing part of your brain. So they they can't have the conversation that they need to have. 
And the reason why they can't, yeah, no, the reason why they can't have that conversation is because. This is a really deep conversation. <laughs> this is so deep. So what's the practical nature of that? The practical nature of that is I've got, if I don't feel loved, okay. then I'm not going to listen to what I know is the right thing to do. Okay. So if I feel, if I am, if I feel loved, then I, then I can connect with the knowing part of my brain and I can actually do what the knowing part does, with what the knowing part is telling me the right thing to do is. But it's, I've got to feel loved in order for that connection to happen. Like all three of these things are supposed to work together. Like the knowing part of your brain is supposed to inform your emotions so that when you have an emotional I think upset. I feel. Yes, I think I feel. But oftentimes, you, you, you think, uh, well, what you're thinking is I'm not loved. And so then you can't access the, the good information that's over here. Because if I'm not loved, who cares about, you know, not being healthy? If I'm not loved, you know, that rational stuff doesn't, isn't going to influence my life if I don't feel loved. And the fear part of your brain, the same thing. But it's not, do I feel loved or not? It's, am I safe? So if I'm not safe, even though I have this knowledge, I can't use that knowledge because, oh my goodness, I'm not safe. Who cares about this rational thing over here if I, if I can't feel safe? I've got to feel safe in order to connect with what I think. And that's the thing with depression. We know the things that we should do to help alleviate our depression. We have access to, I mean, we know those things. But oftentimes we don't do what we know that we need to do. And it's because those two questions have to be answered. Am I safe? And am I loved? And when I know that I'm safe, then the depressing, the, the thing that's pressing down on me, that's the circumstance or whatever is happening that's pressing me down, if, even though that's pressing me down, if I know on a deeper level that I am safe, that it's gonna be okay, then I can connect with the thinking part of my brain and do what I need to do to alleviate that. I think it, um, what fills you up, mm -hmm. you know, and what fills you up is, again, the information we take in, how I feel about myself. It, it's like, it inflates me. Mm -hmm. It's a good thought about it. It inflates me. Here's the really cool thing about things that, say there's a big, heavy, piece of equipment on a road or whatever. If you can get a balloon underneath that object and with enough air force that goes into that balloon, it will push up that heavy object. Right. That shows the power of inflating us with good things and mm -hmm. good thoughts and how we feel about ourselves because right. it lifts the weight 
that is on us. Okay, so what I want you to think of okay. is that what fills that balloon, if, um, if whatever is filling that balloon is answering the question, are you safe? Then absolutely. That, that, am I loved, yeah, am I safe? Yes, am I loved, am I safe? If it those are the things me. that are inflating that balloon. So if I don't feel loved, I need to find that love. Right. If I don't, don't feel, feel safe, safe, I need to find that safety. And yes. that's where God comes in. Uh, no yes. matter what happens, what happens, God loves you. Yes. So if you're finding your value from other people loving you and they don't love you, God loves you. Mm-hmm. If you feel like other people are hurting you or harming you through mm-hmm. their behavior, and there can be a lot of behaviors that mm-hmm. they could do to try to harm you, to deflate you right. about how you feel about yourself, and you don't feel safe, your safety is found right. in our belief in God and our trust in God that He is with me. Yeah. To face everything and that I go through. This is why life. two different people can experience the same heartbreaking circumstance right and and one fall into deep depression and struggles to get out the other is depressed but can connect with the thinking part of their brain so this tragedies happened in my in my life um let's say i uh somebody very very close to me has died and so this, uh, this very close person, this person is, uh, you know, I relied on this person, say, you know, say it's a spouse or, um, and I, it's sudden death and, you know, difficult situation. If I feel safe because I know that what's gonna happen to this person when they die, you know, I know that this person is is uh, gonna, you know, be in the arms of Christ. This person is is not not here present on this earth anymore, but present in heaven. That uh, it's a temporary separation, um, and they have hope for a future. Right? They have. They the have other hope. people. Right. Is the hope of today? Yes. And so this person, I've lost this person. I'm never going to see them again. Uh, um, it's over. I didn't get to so say the goodbye. Hope of yeah. Today, when it goes wrong, deflates me. Mm-hmm. But the hope that I have in the future either keeps me from being deflated when pressure comes, or if I've been deflated because I I've been living for that present mm-hmm. thing that's happening. And I begin to have a different hope for my future. Right. So I feel safe. It begins to inflate me. No again. matter what happens. Cool. you know, to me in this world. And you feel loved. Yes, this is what God has promised me. And I feel loved. God promised me to keep me safe and, and this hope for a future because right. he loves me. Therefore, I can I can connect to that thinking part of my brain that, that the, says, I think here's how you need to who struggle with. This. I thought you said I was going to be safe, but I got sick. I thought you said I was going to be safe. I got in an accident. I thought you was going to be safe. I lost mm-hmm. all my money. Your safety is not in... Today, right. in a temporary world, world, yes, it is in a future mm-hmm. perfect world. And that's where we... It, with God. That's where the things that we believe that create our thinking, our beliefs create our thinking. So if we believe the truth, 
then it creates our thinking. So if I believe that this world is temporary and God has something better for me, it creates my That's thoughts hope. that, okay, I lost this, and it, but this world is tem- temporary. Right. But if you believe, you know, that, oh, God, right. religion and God are to keep me from having a bad life and, you know, it's to make hope. things better for it's me. It's all then, hope. Yeah. Seriously, it's all hope. If I lose hope, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. If I have hope, I'm not. Right. So if we're depressed, if you're depressed, if I get depressed, it's not the only option available right. for you. Okay, that deals with depression today. Thanks so much for being with us and check us out later. Bye.